Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your co-host, Morgan Wack, and I'm here with the urbane, Eddie Matthews. Mm. And uh, with us today, we have our resident gen expert, Corey Wack. Yeah, worked on that joke for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, it kind of went over my head. Gen expert? Yeah, because he's from Gen X, and he's the expert on his entire generation. Corey's not from Gen X. He's from Damn Gen it, Z. Which generation? Gen <laughs> See, this is why we need to. We need a better system. So this is my youngest brother, and he's here to talk to us today about online gaming, which is something that I find fascinating, but no extremely little about so we figured we'd have somebody on who could correct us when we and us geezers inherently take this way off the rails that sounds great i'm so looking forward to uh picking Corey's brain on this topic because i'm always just fascinated by like what teenagers these days are into wait you're not a teenager this whole time no 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 i'm not a teenager but i could definitely still be cast as a high schooler in a movie (laughs) okay i can see (laughs) yeah for sure i feel like in the movies they do have stashes and goatees and stuff too so like a netflix background doc they're just all like i think uh gosh what's her name um the gal who's in all the rom-coms who's in mean girls who played regina george Rachel McAdams? Yeah, Rachel McAdams. I think mm. she was like 26 when she played that part yeah. or something. Fair enough. So you want to be cast in the Mean Girls, the upcoming prequel, is what you're saying? No, but I could, I could be a, a, like a 17-year-old video gamer in a <laughs> high school movie about uh, so this is just Fortnite. Yeah. Okay, look at him. He's got the stuff down. Not bad. All right, well, let's, uh, let's, I just want to give some background knowledge of what e-gaming is here. And mm. some of the facts that I found really interesting. So we're taking this from two Economist articles I sent over. They, I think the Economists just found out about esports, and they they published like five articles <laughs> yeah. on esports in the last month for some reason. They're really it's bored great. over there. Yeah. Um, and so there's two of them in particular that we that I sent around um, that I found really interesting. One of them is a premise that I'm sure we'll talk about is whether or not esports or a particular sport of esports, a particular game of esports should be in the Olympics. And then the second question is more just about the development and expansion of esports more generally. And so just a couple quick facts about esports from the article that I wanted to point out just to show how popular this is. Last year, the average salary of professional League of Legends players was about $400,000, average salary. The League of Legends World Championship was watched by 44 million people, which is a game that's less than a decade old and watched by half as many people as the Super Bowl, which has been around for much longer than that. Um, it's played by professional teams on five or five of the six inhabited continents um, and has more than th- twi- double the amount of um, viewers or followers in the UK for teenage boys um, than traditional sports. So it's, it's something that is incredibly popular with, which I will now say Gen Z, which I stand by is dumb, but uh, I think that that gives a rough estimation of just how, and I don't even think that does it justice because we'll talk about here in a second. Esports is more than just the games. It's an entire culture that develops of people watching other people play the games, people socializing. The article calls it more of a mix of traditional sports and social networks, which I know is something, something Corey wanted to talk about. Um, and so that's, that's the intro to this discussion. 
That sounds great. I like it. Uh, it also seems the two economist articles you sent me had to have been written by the same person because there's so much just like cross pollinating in between like the statistics they use and stuff. I think that it guy must... just got promoted and he's like, I'm publishing all my esports stuff. Here we go. I've had these five articles locked down for, for months. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It kind of sounds, I don't know if it drove you crazy reading that article, Corey, but it kind of sounds like somebody writing about gaming who knows nothing about gaming. Yeah. Um, he did seem a little clueless, but Corey says <laughs> Corey exactly. says the players do not crush Adderall pills to play, but I think he's just covering for his friends. <laughs> I loved that, like that's a real thing, like doping in esports. Yeah, they compared Adderall. it to like 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 juicing in baseball, like the same yeah. thing. They're like, oh, they're getting their advantage with Adderall. <laughs> uh, so what? Give us some context on what uh, games you played, Corey, and what your experience like. Is it? It, has that been your experience too in terms of like making friends online and socializing in that way other than just using it as a straight up game i guess well i i think and i don't this doesn't go for a lot of people but i only play with people that i know in real life okay when i'm playing so like my friends i I'm, we're at school we're like yo let's go home play some Fortnite. um yeah and like i play a lot of games but like it doesn't feel any different to me like hanging out with my friends online on a game versus in real life, which is like probably interesting to older people. But like, I yeah, find we'll tell them <laughs> when we see I any found, of them. And I'm talking about you guys over here. <laughs> what are you guys, Gen? What are you guys, millennials? Yeah, millennials. Um, the uh, yeah. So, but I have a lot of people I know that they make friends through like Discord and stuff, which is just like a platform for game gamers. And then yeah. they like have friends that they'd never meet in real life and play with all day and like hang like hang out with online air quotes and uh it's just super weird like that yeah. i find that so weird but that's just a lot of things that people do is like hang out with their friends online but yeah so personally i just i just i just do it with people i know in real life yeah so uh is fortnite that's primarily the game that you and your friends play it switches we like it goes you go like through an era like every month we'll switch which game we play mostly but you know like fortnite call of duty minecraft the classics right there doesn't get doesn't get much much different from that and i think that it goes for most nice. people my age is those three games right there so what uh do you do you switch as well like do you do you enjoy the viewing experience of not playing but viewing really like professional players or? i think i watch other people play video games more than i play myself oh okay walk us through why that is um a lot of like my brother finds this ridiculous and like people i talk to but i it's fun to watch people play video games because they're so much better than me but also they're like yeah. funny so it's yeah. like the same thing is like listening to a podcast in my eyes, but they're also doing something that I enjoy. Because we're just better than you at it, right? Okay. So we're the best. Right, That's sure. why you listen. And we're so funny. <laughs> the parallel yeah. is perfect. Thanks yeah, for that. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just, it's interesting to watch people do stuff that I could never do in the video game. And then also people like that I watch online, they spend so much more time than I do. And for example, like Minecraft that they can do some like incredible stuff. That's just interesting to look at, but also they're like, chatting with you and stuff especially on twitch you can like live talk to people which i don't do that that much but like youtube and stuff i yeah uh, yeah it's it's fun to watch other people play do you watch players that are just funny that like they might be bad do yeah more like comedians uh -huh. that's definitely mm. a thing um i think yeah i think that's probably more common than people who watch people that are better because yeah and those people can make like millions of dollars oh yeah year, right um 
this stat I got from somewhere, I cannot remember, so this could be wrong, but I remember Ninja, this was like a few months ago. He's like, he was like the highest paid Fortnite player for a while. Um, and he was making like over a million dollars a month just from Twitch. Whoa. That was a stat that, that I saw. And he has YouTube and like donations and stuff, which don't even count towards that. So that's sure. like a lot of money for just playing. And that doesn't even count as like, for like the, like the, um, the newest Fortnite competition with the prize was $30 million for the winner. Damn. Are there kids your age who like, I think for our age, there's definitely kids that we knew that like their dream was to be a professional athlete. And I'm sure I, I, I like, I never, I don't know if I definitely at certain points of time, I was like, Oh, I want to do that. But you never really convince yourself. But then people who are actually really good at their sport, you know, they training, they, they dream of being that. Do you, do you know people your age who are like, Oh, I would love to grow up and be a league of yeah. legends. Um, Fortnite sponsor. actually makes that really easy because you can join these tournaments through the game and just join it. And then you can just rank up and you can just be in the world cup for the game if you rank up high enough. So it's not like a special huh. thing you have to do to qualify to be like a pro. You can just do it through the game from your house, which is super cool. Um, That's yeah. super interesting. So I think this is, gets at some of the, the advantages I think esports has over traditional sports in terms of growth. And a lot of people, I think I saw that Michael Jordan, um, Manchester city, a bunch of, traditional sports figures have all invested in esports teams and so you can talk to us a little bit about how that works because the team i know it's slightly different than traditional sports because the game is owned by a private company right yeah. not necessarily like a league which makes it very different um, and then you know you can have follow-up versions to the same game and um so this is all very interesting i think the positive side uh, i would like to hear what you think about so that's very meritocratic right you can be as long as you can afford a tv and a, or maybe just a computer and a console in the game you can essentially practice and you have just as many advantages as anyone else playing the game anywhere in the world. Pretty much. Yeah. There's obviously some things you can have like a better controller and like playing on PC is easier than playing on like a, a console, but like it's all close enough where like, if you really want to play, no matter what setup you have, you can get, you can get pretty high. Like if you wanted to go pro, you just have to spend the hours and you can do it. I think another advantage is let's say I had a lot of friends growing up who played soccer and we played, you know, maybe every other day at some certain point in time. And that's still, you know, a couple hours every other day, which is quite a lot. But for, for eSports and for online sports, I think in the article it said that 8 million people are online on average in these main games every single second of the day. So you literally can never not log on and have someone to play with to practice exactly. with, yeah. which is, I think is a massive advantage over traditional sports. And also like traditional sports, like I remember practicing them, like sometimes it hurts, like you have to like do like suicides and like run back and forth and like try really hard. But like with gaming, no matter, like even if you're just practicing, you're still playing, which is always fun. So I feel like it's easier to put more time into it because you're always having fun, like just practicing to become pros, like mm -hmm. the same as what you would be doing anyways. That makes sense. Do you think that it's an advantage or disadvantage that there's so many different games do you think it recruits more people in who like specific types of games like shooter games versus you know my reference points are all going to be n64 games so it might not be as up to date but they're more the mario kart type and you got the super smash bros type um, but the or do you think that's a disadvantage in that there's not necessarily like a league that organizes specific activities all around a specific sport. I think it's a big advantage because you can go to a game where there's less people and just get good at that or a game that requires a specific skill that's not like the other games. Like all the shooter games are kind of the same, but there's some games like, I don't know, like Rocket League and stuff where the skill set is so specific that if you just train for that, you can go pro and that easier. So I think it's a huge advantage because you can just choose one sport, that you, sport game that you like and practice for that. 
So, are these, a lot of these games are free to yeah. uh, like enter. Can you be a competitive, like good gamer without the in-app purchases? Uh, depends what game, but yeah, pretty much. Um, like Call of Duty still costs money, but like Fortnite, which is like the biggest, like you don't have to buy anything. You can be just as competitive as everyone else. Rocket League, same thing. Rocket League has a huge esports. Like the esport for Rocket League is a lot more important to a lot of people than it is for other sports, just because it's more. I, it's because it's more like a sport. It's like it's like um, soccer, but you play with a car and you like drive around and hit the ball and stuff. Oh yeah, and, it's uh, incredibly hard. I'm absolutely it's so hard. Jam. Yeah, it's that's literally it's impossible. So <laughs> that's a, that's a good example of a game where the the skill set is like specific because no other game that you play is going to help you with that. Um, but yeah, so. The esports community for Rocket League is huge, and so yeah. And all the cards are this. Like, if even if you had a, a million dollars, you couldn't make your like gameplay better. You could like up what it looks like the, and um, stuff like that. This right? is interesting, like, but um, the and very specific. But the best car in the game that all the pros use, most of them, I'd say like seventy percent of every pro uses the Octane, which is the car you start with. It's just the the free car you get in the beginning. So. Yeah. So, so this is interesting because I, I heard Fortnite last year in this article said spent, they made over a billion dollars just in in-app purchases. Mm-hmm. So that's people buying things in the game and none of those things. It. So some of it, I think it is like guns and weapons to make you better. No, none not, of it. Not it's, just it's just cosmetics. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's, I think that's the interesting part because that's, that's the social network point, right? Like you, right. you want to win, but you want to show off to your friends. It's literally like buying clothing in real life. Yeah. Like you want to mm-hmm. look a certain way to talk to your online. That's friends. how I justify buying stuff in the game. Cause I'm like, well, I've spent, I've probably spent more time with my friends online than I do in real life. So it's better than buying clothes. You should see how he looks in real life. <laughs> this is why we let him on the pod. If this is a TV show. We look exactly the same. Well, I, I think that that's the thing that with every generation, those worlds are merging more and more between like real life and online. So I think probably in two more generations, there's not going to be a distinction between online and offline like the physical world and the online world are going to be so merged that there's not going to be any like going on and off the internet, you know? Do you like think that's the case? So you, you would know more about the gaming industry. Do you think it's headed in the direction where it's going to become just like incredibly immersive, like real life? Or do you think it's going to stay kind of a gaming experience that is very separate, more like a social media network than what it is now? Um, I, it would be tough for me to imagine like a world where everyone is just online all the time. Like it's just like real life. That would be weird to me. So I would imagine it's just like going to say how it is now where you like go on and then come off and it's like, you can tell. But do you think like if I 10 years from, I guess even today, if you said, if your friend was, or you asked your friend, who are your best three friends? And like two of them were just online people he'd never met. Would that be like strange or would it just I, be like, I would not be, I'd be like, huh. But I wouldn't be like, cause I know a lot of people who are like that. Like, I know like a lot of my friends have a bunch of people they know that aren't like anywhere in close to the state. So like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be that Shocked. freaked out by that. Yeah. So maybe in 10 years or so, it'll just be, you know, completely normal. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see if, um, I mean, this is, I imagine pretty far in the future, but it'd, it'd be interesting to see if like some of these mega corporations got so big and were so kind of intent on, but like keeping gamer, gamers engaged and growing their platform that a lot of these gamers were just AI and like, you wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, they, there's been a bunch know, of these like and... fraud cases where it's like people pretending to play, but really it's like some Korean kid who's like 13, who's just amazing and just pretends they're them. 
which is incredible. And that sounds. Like I remember. A lot in, of I remember. Movie, in, but I think in high school we watched. It was like AP Psych or something. We watched this documentary about um, in Korea. There's these like detox like camps like in mm-hmm. the in the woods for kids that got so addicted to StarCraft. I think I think it was StarCraft that like they just couldn't like get out of their room and you know like go about their life. They're like command and F. So- Why isn't it making a fire? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like a legit like rehab for alcoholics, but it was just video game addiction. I mean, I believe it. This is a great segue. So I want to, we talked about the positive. We talked about how popular it's becoming. I want to talk about the negative sometimes, because this is what we hear, you know, on the mainstream media sites. Um, And so one of them is the addictive aspect. This article mentions that Fortnite has hired lots of professional psychologists to try to make the game more addictive. And there are things called loot boxes, which we've talked about a little bit, I think on this show before, but it's basically gambling. That's just, allowed because you're purchasing things that aren't real and so that kind of skirts the law and betting on games and that sort of thing um and then you of course you hear the things that are basically i think untrue that we've talked about before which is you know does violence in video games translate to real life and it's pretty much been conclusively proven that that's not the case but i'd be interested in hearing like what are the downsides do you think and in terms of society more wholly what do you think the negative aspects of video games have on your life more holistically and also about kind of the trash talking online because i think you hear a lot of things about bigotry and racism that happen in these games that is kind of uncontrolled yeah so the as far as the community there are a lot of like the word people use is toxic toxic people online that like are like racist and stuff which is like a problem because like there's no filter between like a 17 year old kid like talking trash to like a like a 12 year old kid that could be playing which is like totally something that happens um, but I want to back up to what you said about the gambling. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best example of this is Rocket League, which we talked about before. Um, they have this system or they had this system called, it was just like you bought a crate with like a dollar or so and you, you opened it and it would give you a random item. And it's all cosmetic. It doesn't affect your gameplay, but like some items were so much better than others. And then also in Rocket League, there's a big trading community. So you can meet up with people and trade items with them and trade keys for their stuff. And uh, they actually had to shut that down because a bunch of countries banned it. They were like, you can't do this because this is gambling. And so then Rocket League, well, they actually got bought by Epic Games and was free. That's different. They had to switch their their uh, entire system. And now it's not, there's no crates anymore. You just like buy blueprints and like, it's totally different because they totally switched off the, the gambling thing, which is interesting. Wow. I like, I, I thought you were going to give us uh, gambling advice of like which users to bet on. So this is a, this is a bummer. Yeah, we want the inside scoop. We're here to make some money for the pod. Yeah. That would be cool. I wonder if, you, if I wonder if that would be a thing where you could bet on on like esports. Like if there was a competition, yeah. like a Fortnite game, you could put money on like your favorite player. I'm surprised that's. Not, I imagine yeah, it's that's heading. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I imagine would, it's heading that direction. I'm very surprised yeah. that that would yeah. already be a thing. Imagine like in Vegas and like the casino, there's just mm-hmm. a bunch of screens with Fortnite games going on and everyone's like, come on. That's kind of what I imagine is happening. So this, you don't have to comment on this much, Corey, because I, I don't know if you know more about this politics side, but I'm going to nerd out here for a second. So China, China's president, Xi Jinping, has invested, I think, over like a couple billion dollars trying to improve the country's soccer infrastructure. Really wants to be good at soccer. He sees that as kind of a way of promoting soft power for China. If they can do well. That's why they, they put so much emphasis on the Olympics. It worked for Putin. World Cup. I mean, Russia, yeah, for the World Cup, absolutely. Um, Russia's soccer team is still okay and some of the other things. But I think, I think they've realized that their comparative advantage is not necessarily in soccer, but in these emerging sports. And so China has invested millions of dollars 
building stadiums specifically for esports, investing in the game. A lot of these games are owned by Chinese companies. Um, and so I think this is a really interesting kind of geopolitical point as to the advantage that this poses and whether or not you think that, uh, this is the question I want to ask you, Corey. Do you think that people just kind of ignore who owns the games? I know there's some protests on the outside, but I probably am biased towards hearing about those things. I don't know if people actually talk about politics online or is most of it just, you know, just normal friendship chats and toxic chats, or is there actually kind of a political aspect that you see on these games? I have never seen a political aspect of like the gaming. No one's ever like, oh, we shouldn't play this game because it's owned by this company or anything. I've, I've never seen that before. I think people are less, like a lot less of like myself included. Like I'm not aware of that at all. Like who owns the games and stuff? Like I'm just playing. Mm -hmm. Are there, do you know of um, academies? I, well, I guess like outside of China, China, there are probably regions, but are there like academies where you can go to and like get better at a certain game or are those not really developed? I've never heard of academies, but I know individual people for money who are like good at like, and again, Rocket League, they're like, this is the best example. They'll like put themselves in like Fiverr and stuff and be like, if you pay me this money, I'll give you an hour Rocket yeah. League lesson and I'll train you on to do it better. Whoa. People do that. Like people pay for that because it actually does help. But yeah. That's really interesting. I, I think about, I don't know, I, I guess spending some time in, in Wales, like a country whose economy has never really recovered from like the mining and the steel industries collapsing. It's like, there's all these small countries in the world that are pretty homogenous and not diverse. And I think there's a way that you can use that to your advantage. Like why is Wales not being like, you know what? We're going to be the first country to set up like academies for Fortnite. And we're going to be like on the cutting edge of this. There's 44 million people in the world who watch the championship. Why not just like have all the best young gamers, like attract them to whales, you know? <laughs> I will like say, I have to give my, my uncle a shout out here. who's is an MP. When I was there um, last time, he was actually had a meeting set up to try to promote esports in the country with local group who was actually trying to get Cardiff Stadium to host like a European wide esports event. Um, we didn't so even plan this. It does exist. There is, there is, but there's pushback, right? I don't think it, it went through because I think the thought was that that was just ridiculous and that, you know, that wasn't really a real sport and that investing in that would make Cardiff look kind of like a backwater rather than on the forefront of this technological experience. And this was like probably like four or five years ago. So it really so, would have been right at the cutting edge. Yeah. Damn. Um, the so, UK yeah, is probably like the the last country in the world that you could convince to. You know, I mean, on, it, I don't know. the weather with the weather, you think they'd be inside just like I know chance. this is you the point. They... <laughs> like, use all the stuff to your advantage, but no, no. Like Aberystwyth should be like world beaters. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So, okay. So let's see, Fortnite, Minecraft. Um. What else? uh tokyo olympics do you see this become an olympic sport Corey? what do you think and do you what do you think it should be i yeah i was thinking about this and it's so weird to like consider that because one of the weirdest parts is the rules are changing so constantly like for Fortnite, which would probably be the most likely to get in the olympics because it's the most popular like every season and every update there's like new rules like so like they've taken glider redeploy this is like 
because this means nothing. Oh, we know Glenn. But it, it changes the like the strategy of <laughs> yeah, the game completely because like you could die by like making people fall to the ground. But once they added that for a while, like you couldn't die. Like, so it just changed how everyone like played the game. They add new guns. They change the map every like few months. So it would be like such a weird concept because the strategy of gameplay like changes so frequently that like every Olympics that came around, it would be like a completely different game. And um, and if it should be an Olympics, like it would also be super weird to have a private company owning a sport that's in the Olympics. Like how would that work? Like no one owns soccer. No mm-hmm. one owns basketball. So like if it was in the Olympics, would Epic Games like have like a partnership with them and like, or like would like, perhaps they like invent a new game all completely like completely new that's like follows the same guidelines so that everyone could play but it wouldn't be i like the one. yeah i like the idea of like using that to your advantage where it's like all right uh epic epic games we're giving you all this insanely free publicity now you have to go invest 10 million dollars in the infrastructure of like uh reaching out because you said africa there's not competitive gaming there right yeah it's the one continent all right so like epic games you got to go invest in the like to to try to spread this sport to africa like go to i mean i think they're probably doing that from a capitalist perspective anyway i know that uh, the expansion of mobile phones has coincided with like a huge increase in domestic um entertainment expenditure Mm -hmm. um and so i would be surprised if it wasn't there wasn't a professional team there within the next five years Um, yeah yeah i totally agree I, i think I think the flux that Corey's talking about, the change in the rules is, is a, a massive, another massive advantage that we haven't talked about. I think that's almost part of the game, right? It's being able to adapt your skills to these new circumstances. And I think I, I kind of parallel that with something like baseball, where it's like they've been debating for 50 years whether to add you know, a DH to the National League, where it's like changing one rule requires like three decades of deliberation, whereas these games change six months at a time. Like the complete foundation of them is radically altered. And how... I think that just appeals more to people who are used to going on to the, you know, the, the next big thing. Um, and that's not even a, a, you know, a negative. I think it's just much better suited unsurprisingly to the current moment and, you know, younger generations, but I don't know if you think that's the case as well. Yeah. I think it's, it's like classic um, out of touch people in power in boardrooms with think tanks trying to like get younger people involved like it's classic to be like let's add surfing to the olympics that'll get young viewers and not being like dude there's a hundred million teenagers in the world that play minecraft why not put my you know or fortnite or whatever like it's it's it's, like 50 year old or like maybe 60 year olds saying like what do kids do and thinking of like 40 year olds (laughs) right yeah that's perfect (laughs) thinking of gen xers Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, I mean, I don't have too much else to say. I think it's fascinating. I think, I personally, I, I think your objections are really interesting. I think having, you'd have to come up with some way of standardizing it like a year in advance. And then, because you have to go through the qualifiers within each country. Um, I think personally, it would bring in so many more viewers to the Olympics that the Olympic Committee should prioritize bringing in some f- form of e-gaming, even if it is its own you know, game that's created specifically for the Olympics that tests a similar number of skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be really, you know, just not a, a very canny move to continue to ostracize things that, you know, millions of people, I think it said one fourth of the globe regularly plays video games, which is mm-hmm. insane to me. 
I mean, you, no other sport comes really even close, maybe soccer. Um, and so I don't know. I think, I, you know, people are gaining more and more internet access. It's becoming cheaper and cheaper to participate in these things. To not capitalize on that seems like an error to me. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on, like, what the mission and vision of the Olympics is. Like, are they trying to have relevant sports in it? Or are they trying to just do, like, traditional sport i don't know for lack of a better term like do they care yeah they definitely care i mean they have deliberations every i think four years as to which sports should be brought in to bring in new crowds and which sports should be eliminated um but yeah i mean there's some sports in the olympics right now that cater to very small markets and if that is in any way a goal it's hard to believe that this wouldn't be on the top yeah i think you better you better not be talking about dressage is that a real thing yeah, it was in the article. It's the um, it's where the uh, horse rider and on the horse does like very specific kind of like I don't know like horse dancing stuff. Oh, I think you mean You've dressage. Seen it. Sorry, I'm a huge fan. Oh, I, I dressage. Didn't, uh, the mispronunciation threw me off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> These fancy French words. Um, I loved it in the article when it said. Um, it was talking about how Michael Jordan was investing and it said, uh, it said Michael Jordan, former, uh, star basketball player. I was like, does anyone in the world not know who Michael Jordan is? I don't know. Maybe like really young people reading, but, but really young people thing. are reading the economist. So it's that's like, the thing is that people who play esports from a lot of these other countries probably know Ninja, you know, he's 10 right. times more famous. Even players that don't play, like, uh, what's the guy's name from Sweden who's super famous? I always PewDiePie? Say. Yeah, PewDiePie. Who's, I don't think he's even very good. He's just kind of like... He doesn't game anymore, really. Okay, well, he's famous yeah. from being a pastime gamer who wasn't very good. No, yeah, he just did, right. like, horror games in, like, long term. He's just funny. He's just funny. That's why I say it. He's another example funny. of those people yeah. that is just, like, basically, like... Incredible. Yeah. I think there's so much room for investment. I, I just find it all very, very interesting. I don't have too much else to say about it. I think we touched on a lot of it, but... I'd be interested to hear from, from viewers what they have to say if they've encountered the same things. Yeah. My favorite part of the article or one of the articles was um, was talking about how having a video game as an Olympic sport would be a huge prize. Companies would buy to create games as exciting to watch as they are to play, which I thought was an interesting concept, you know, where it's like looking as much for those viewing the game as those actually playing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then this sounds like a recipe for fun. Those who disagree can always watch the 20,000 meter speed walk. Dude, <laughs> shots fired, look. dude. 20, yeah. I heard the speed walking community is up in arms over this article. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they sure luckily, swing them fast. Luckily, yeah, luckily the guy uh, who wrote it can jog. So he's, he's okay. He got away. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like the idea of like uh, speed, like somebody robs the house of a speedwalker and the speedwalker comes out but can't actually break into a run <laughs> to chase him. Yeah, good times. I'd watch that. That would make it more exciting. Anything else to add, Corey? Or you want to add anything else like gaming more generally? Mm. Or uh, No, I think we touched on everything. I we, we're experts now. Huh? Are we uh, honorary Gen Zers now? Uh, sure. Well, <laughs> see you. Nice. We're going to hit you up on the old 64 box. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, remember, I remember we used to play Nintendo 64. Mar- Mario Kart and Smash Bros. Those, those are, that was fun. That's still the only games I'm any good at to this day. But uh, I'm not really good at any of them. I was, I was always like middling at all, at all of them because I'd 
play with my experience growing up playing games like I had so much fun playing Halo 3 and like Halo Reach those were like my glory years of of gaming and those were really fun and like I feel like that was really I don't know Corey maybe you'd be able to chime in on this but I feel like Halo 2 was a huge kind of gateway into like forming a lot of these online communities no i mean not like minecraft was but um that era of gaming man i'm nostalgic about that was before my time it's interesting because i think (laughs) the the like promise of the internet was like we're going to connect all these people from around the world to like live in harmony and for all that's to be said about gaming and how you know there's lots of toxic people playing online and there's a lot of negatives it does seem to be almost the most clear kind of manifestation of that picture that I've seen. Like it literally is just people coming together to enjoy themselves from all over the world on the internet. So it's, it's a very interesting place yeah. and I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what the industry looks like if somebody does take over and it's more like a traditional sport or if it remains kind of disparate capitalist playground. Um, but yeah, interested to see. And I really hope you're wrong about there being total immersion because I think that would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> if I could just jump into like a the VR headset, yeah, yeah, five-year-old's yeah. body and run around. Dang, Star Wars games would make a killing. Oh, Battlefront Two, come on, Battlefront Two, yeah, there awesome. we go. So fun, yeah, such a fun game. So awesome. Give it the time, Eddie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they come out with a Battlefront like once every ten years. Yeah. I wasn't sure like which one they're on though. Well, if you guys want to have a Star Wars podcast, let me know. Okay. Yeah, oh, we will reach yeah. out. I've been an expert in that area we'll recently. Reach out. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would actually come love, I would love to have a Star Wars podcast. Morgan, are you, do you watch Star Wars? I have seen the wars. Uh, in the it's stars. like something we haven't really talked about ever. Yeah. We did a recording on would be, one of them for I would, our, our old podcast on movies, but that's the only time, I think. We talked about I've only really talked time. about Star Wars with people... The generation above us or, or our age i'd be fascinated to hear well tell them what, what your it, favorite star wars movie is. i don't want to what's your favorite star, star wars movie <laughs> um my favorite star wars movie is revenge of the sith okay episode, episode three. three yeah but wow. don't worry it's all it's all the originals after that and then the rest of the prequels he's and got then very the strong opinions yeah this podcast could go on for another hour yeah if we get um, into that so we'll have to bring him back on let's do a star wars pod <laughs> <Do the rumors. laughs> we'll have the rumors? to the rumors. Don't don't make him oh, get into man. it. He was telling oh, me a twenty minute thing online rumors about oh. deleting the whole new trilogy. Yeah, it was a whole they're thing. Gonna re- they're gonna write the trilogy out of the series with time travel. Just get rid of it. <laughs> so cool. He blew his mind. <laughs> I hate it so much. That's gonna right. be a good. All right, that's a good teaser for our Star Wars. Yeah, good teaser. <laughs> all our Star Wars fans are gonna be back for sure. All right, well, we'll, we'll do, we're gonna do another serious one soon. We just wanted to do a good palate cleanser here on something mm. interesting that has been capitalized on in the pandemic. We didn't really mention that esports is coming more popular because literally it's the only sport you can really watch. Some of the sports coming back, but esports has a huge advantage during the pandemic yeah, when for everyone's sure. home. So it is yeah. something relevant like we always are with our panama papers follow-up <laughs> always always relevance is number one about adding it to the, like a varsity sport really yeah See, but I, that was just talk i don't know where that came from but i heard about it that'd be fascinating we were talking about how funny it'd be if there was a little game controller on your letterman jacket <laughs> varsity, <Yeah>. varsity pin. <laughs> no it makes sense i mean i think with every new generation video games become more and more just mainstream and like less of like a nerdy loner activity because mm-hmm. i feel like 
I don't know. When we were in high school, uh, I mean, well, video games was pretty common. To well, they didn't play, really have online. But, like it wasn't the online. Yeah, thing. you could really talk. Yeah, to people. yeah, it was yeah. Like you'd go home and play single player games. Which, right. Yeah. You play also, Madden with your buddy or whatever. Just to make it clear, I'm not a nerdy loner. I, I I do like Star Wars. I like my games, but I have other interests too. For the listeners, the listeners, I run, I run, do other stuff. I uh, have a few real friends. He sleeps. So. He eats sometimes. Yeah, yes, he does other stuff. Things, but. <laughs> let me let me just give a give a visual for our listeners who haven't met Corey. He's about two hundred and sixty pounds. Oh no, <laughs> he's great. No, yeah, you're like a. What are you? are cross country, right? Yeah, cross country. Whoa, cool. Wait, do you actually like it? Because Morgan hated it, but he was. No, good. yeah, I love it. It's super fun. He does. He likes it, so that's good. Wow, that's yeah. good. Because I feel like if you had liked it, you could have, like, you know, that could have been your thing. Dude, I was born a decade too early. I'd have been a Fortnite master. I'd have been <laughs> right. sniping people. Right. Morgan still right. has the, the 800 <laughs> record for freshman. freshman no way. Time, yeah. I, got, I got second, though. I got second place. Yeah. Only a few seconds off of him. So Wait, was, so. It says Morgan Wack and Corey Wack on the thing. No <laughs> way. One and two. Yeah. And then wow. my Fortnite record is still up there too. So. <laughs> right, 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 right. So you're, so Corey's a Letterman jacket is just the controller and a yeah, pair of exactly, track and shoes. then a little, yeah, a little track shoe that's in a game controller. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, well, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Until next time, rational listeners. Peace out. Peace out.